The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze Wait, Not a game. Not, a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, stadium's number one NBA podcast. It's 2023, Zach. Happy New Year, boy. 2023, happy New Year. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2023, going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a good year for the NBA. Going to be a fun year, I think. I think so, too. And they already got off to a hot start. We're going to get into it. Like A lot of guys coming out with explosive performances like across the board in the NBA. It's been ridiculous. So let's definitely get into it. But first, sir, we always get into that one big thing. So let's get into that one big thing. That thing that's, you know, that's kind of big. Yeah. And once, you know, you start the year off, people do that. What's the one thing they do when you start the new year? New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Some people make it. And, you know, after work today, I think I'm going to go uh, go to the gym, sign up. It's going to be packed. It's going to be busy. But sometimes that's what you got to do. It's funny because I know you've probably seen, like, all the memes about people who, like, are just going to evade the gym. That's going to be me. the gym for only, like, a week. And then, like, after, like, a week or so, it'll be right back to its normal self. All these people are going to have these free memberships for a month. And then after that, it'll just disperse and be right back in their living room and watch the TV again. Listen, that was me. (laughs) All of December for me is my cheat day. It's the cheat month for December. I, I don't do anything. I eat poorly. I don't work out. And I'm like, all right, after the holidays, then I'll go back and I'll, I'll go work out. Okay. So it's time to get get that summer body, that spring body started. I feel that. Might as well start in January, you know? <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution. Okay. I ain't got one, but <laughs> we can go, we can get some resolutions in for these NBA teams. Just one thing. One thing. Mm. Yeah, so we so we wrote a bunch of New Year's resolutions for some of these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could start with, uh, let's go west, go to the Pacific side of the country. Uh, what are some of the New Year's resolutions for some of these teams in the Pacific? I think really being – for the Pacific Division in particular, like if you don't know which teams that those are, Phoenix Suns, obviously both teams in L.A., the Clippers and the Lakers, yep. Sacramento Kings, and the Golden State Warriors. And so right now being the Golden State Warriors currently are missing Wardell, Stephen Curry. He's been out. They've won five games in a row as of yep. this recording. That's true. However, they've been, they've been without him. And then you go a little further south of the border in Phoenix, you got Devin Booker who's going to be out a month. And so that's, you know, that's concerning for them being at one of the top teams in the West. And then you got a team that's not necessarily at the top, more so at the bottom in L.A. Yep. Mr. Anthony Day-to-Day Davis, as we call him on the podcast. Always. He, he was like, he was as high as he could have gotten on our podcast. <laughs> we were so into him. He was playing so well. He was. And then he goes back and gets hurt again. And we talked about it. Tough. We're like, listen, if he gets Tough hurt crowd. again, we're taking it all back. We're taking everything nice that we said about him, everything well that he did, 50-plus points, playing amazing double-doubles, 20 rebounds. Guy gets hurt again, and we haven't seen him since. I told you, you the jinx, though. I, I told you. I might you, be. You, you were the jinx on that one, at least for this season. I don't know. I can't speak for seasons prior where your man, yeah. where my man's was hurt. But this, this year, year I'm the you ju- might have did the little <laughs> jinx because you was questioning whether or not how long it was going to last. See, you were supposed to be on the good side of things. Yeah. And you, and you were on the negative side. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 100%. Listen, I'll take the blame for that. I'll take the blame. But he's Anthony Day-to-Day Davis Day-to-day. for a reason, <laughs> and he's been out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the problem is, and we're noticing this, and I'm noticing this, like betting on the NBA is 
just the injuries, man. They they keep piling up. You, yep. you don't know who's going to be in or who's going to be out until like an hour before the game, too. Like these that's players true. may be able to go game and then decision, they're not yeah. able to go. So it's just that's the confusing, concerning part. But it doesn't – you want the stars to play and you want a lot of these stars to be healthy. And, and I think – for the most part, you know, like LeBron, I'm honestly amazed at how many games LeBron has been able to play this year. Warrior, just over ultimate. the weekend against the the Hornets, he did like a windmill reverse dunk, oh, and yeah. the man's, you know, 80 yeah. years old. Like he's okay. been playing great. He's 38, you know, <laughs> he's 38, 20th year, and it's yeah. amazing to see really uh, to see Brian go off for like 40 back to back games because he went for 40 on his birthday. Yeah, you know, some slight, some light, something for insane. Birthday. I mean, like, he's putting I, up absurd numbers. I just, I just love it for him because it's like it's. It'll never get old. No, and it's like you gotta appreciate. Game this year. You gotta appreciate LeBron and what we're seeing from him. It's like how can you not appreciate that? Like I know the Lakers are bad; they haven't been playing well, and he wants to win. He doesn't want to be. He said it before. He's not trying to be out there just playing basketball just to play. Mm-hmm. He's trying to go out there and win some games. And he went out there for his birthday and won. And then the next game in Charlotte, his last time playing in Charlotte before that, but it was I believe like 2018 or 2019. So he put on a performance out there in Charlotte, Ben. I was I was impressed, but the Pacific teams got to get healthy. Yeah, they they really do, and and I think that's going to be a key because there are some fun teams out there in the Pacific. Even Sacramento, but they don't have really an, a, a health issue necessarily. I remember I know we spoke before the podcast bit, yeah. about Sabonis and his thumb. You know, he don't want to have surgery. He's going to play through it to avoid the five to six week uh, rest time or time he will be away yeah. from the Kings. And so when you got all that going, I think the best thing for them in terms of New Year's resolution being is for the Kings to try to make playoffs. Listen, light the beam, folks. We're, we team Love beam. It. Love, right? We are team, we team beam. beam. Yeah, we're so TB. Light the team beam. beam. You know what I'm saying? Got to get the Kings in the playoffs. It's been a huge drought for them nearly 20 years. And so you want to see them make the postseason. Yeah, it seems like to me for the Kings, they have everything slowly coming together. And the injuries is like the key. They have to make sure Kevin Herter stays healthy because he's been important to that team and along okay. with Sabonis. But Mike Brown's been doing something right with the team, and I think it's the growth as well of De'Aaron Fox. And yes. you see some of these young guys grow it. pretty well. And they've actually made good moves. They've actually made some really good offseason moves. They've made good signings. The trade, which is interesting because you really don't see this a lot in the NBA, but the trade for Sabonis – for Tyrese Halliburton mm-hmm. has worked out for both teams. I think it so. really Halliburton's been able to thrive in Indiana, where yes, he may he not has. have been able to do that in Sacramento because De'Aaron Fox was sharing the space with him. But now you bring in Sabonis, and him and Fox can actually share space. Yeah, yeah. So it's been good for both teams, and Sacramento has clearly been favored with uh, with Sabonis. Yeah, and I really hope that it continues. And you know, they keep the momentum going and they stay around. You know, avoid if they if the Kings can somehow be in avoid the playing scenario and That'd finish like six, I'd be so happy for them. And you might have to consider Mike Brown for yeah. coach of the year. Being oh, possibly for sure. Just off the strength alone, the fact that he didn't got this team to the playoffs after yeah. like a nearly twenty year drought of not making the postseason. If the Sacramento Kings make the playoffs, I'm gonna tell you right now, Mike Brown might have to be considered for. Coach of the year. Now the Nuggets being, what should the New York the New Year's resolution be for the Nuggets? I mean, it would have to be at this point. You were gonna you try to want to hold the West. I would imagine, uh, because honestly, too, at this point, being the number one seed mm-hmm. is really beneficial because you're playing these teams that have now played these playing games. They've right. gone through a little bit more of a struggle to get to this mm-hmm. series, so you are even more in a spot to win at least that first series right. and. The Nuggets do to me. I know it's weird because you you know you bet on them and you watch them pretty intently, and there are stretches that they go through, especially without Jokic on the court, where they just seem like a middle school basketball team. Oh man! But now 
especially at home. Aaron Gordon's been playing well. I've He's noticed. been playing amazing Very basketball. Well. Yep. Even our guy Michael Porter Jr. is finally. It finally seems to me, Zach, for him that he's actually like accepted his role. He kind of knows what his role is, and it's not. You're not going to be a superstar. You're not going to be LeBron James. You're not going to go out and score 30 points a game. Even though that was the expectations for him. That Even was. It was. You know, to be one of the, one of those next guys, and it may be kind of maybe on a different there. team. That or he's maybe doing on that. a different team, but he may have to just like show that ability for that trade market to be right to be out there. And right now, he's averaging almost 17 points a game. He's hitting 42% of his threes. That's pretty good. So, like, he's doing what needs to be done. He's scoring in the high teens. He's hitting his threes. That's all you need him to do. He's not getting assists. He's not really getting a ton of rebounds a game. But all you need to do is come in and score. He He got to complement Jokic. He should be at least be able to implement some more of that, just to take a little bit away from Jokic. Like, we don't – they don't need – because, see, that bit, that plagues the next question with, like, the teams like Denver or the teams like, like Dallas, right? We didn't put them on for the New Year's resolution. But I think for them, too, is that they may have to take a little bit less off of Luka, the Dallas Mavericks, and they may yeah. have to take a little bit less off of Nikola Jokic. Come postseason, you don't want to kill these guys come April, come May, right? Like, it's right. just so much usage that you're putting on these type players. If your usage rate is in the top five, you – if, unless your name's LeBron James, you've never reached the NBA Finals. Le- LeBron's probably the only player who's had like a top five usage rate in the last twenty years to reach the NBA Finals, and that's been like wow. it's been kind of crazy to see that number because I remember Candace Parker talking about him beginning of the season about Luca and his usage rate, and we seen him go for sixty and twenty and ten, and then follow that up with fifty one, being yeah. like, how impressive is that? That's some class like Wilt Chamberlain. Kobe is type things that he's doing, Luka Dagas. And then go back to your boy, your doy son, Nikola yeah. Jokic, doing his thing. 30, 15, and 15 on Christmas, stuff like that. Like, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. No, it, it really is wild to see. And I'm looking at some of these usage rates. And yeah, you're absolutely the only guy who's been in the finals that's a number two in usage is Giannis. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. you look up and down the list Joel, Luka, Ja. Trey Young, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Right now, yeah. Jason Tatum's eight and LeBron's nine. So there's three guys in the top ten. Oh, and Devin Booker that have been in the finals. So it's not a lot. It's not a lot. And, and Lucas can't get there, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you want someone even like Luke, I know he's young, twenty three years old, guy still has a lot of spring in his step and still a lot of life left in the battery, but Man, you got to be aware that this guy's playing a lot, mm-hmm. and you got to help him out for something like that. And the New Year's resolution, like they should be trying to win the West, and so like mm-hmm. they may have to dial it back a little bit with Nikola Jokic and get more guys around him to step their game up, so he doesn't have so much pressure come postseason to elevate his game even more than what we already seeing. Like, what more can be done, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more. This <laughs> like, guy how can much do. more y'all want from Jokic? It's to kind do, of crazy. Or Luca to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, it's it's really insane, and he's thirty second in usage, which surprises me. He's under 30 in usage right now but again you the on-off numbers with Jokic and the rest of the Nuggets are not good exactly. when he's off the court so they got to step but they up. set him up with the perfect type of surrounding cast Aaron Gordon's a perfect supplement and their chemistry is absurd yeah you like between that. him and Jokic yeah, I love like it. it I think it's great Michael Porter Jr. is a really good supplement you get some of that outside shooting and then of course Jamal Murray I mean he brings in so much as the point guard for that team that mm-hmm. I think again this I didn't think last year was the year I thought the bubble year may have been the year for the Nuggets. It could have been though. If we and just really saw could crazy just Anthony Davis is like he just yeah. emerged. We saw in the bubble, bubble Anthony that, Davis, yeah, and that was the best Anthony Davis we'll ever see. And the Nuggets just got screwed by that, which will happen. <laughs> I mean, that'll happen in the NBA. But this year, with the way the Nuggets are playing, and especially if they want to get home court advantage, where they are fourteen and three at home this season, they've only mm. lost three games. There you go. They're going to want that home court. They're going to want the number one seed. Yeah. 
And this is as long as everyone stays healthy. I think this is definitely an NBA Finals team. Now on the east side, mm-hmm. let's go to the east side. Let's to the east, you got a team that have won twelve in a row. Yep, Brooklyn Nets. Yep, that's a team that a lot of people feel like they got to show us. Like yep. we waited and waited and waited for so long with the Brooklyn Nets, and now I just feel like their New Year's resolution being should be making it to the NBA Finals. Yeah, they're and back, winning the East. They're back in that spot. They're back in. Hey, we're one of the best teams in the East. It's crazy too. They have won twelve in a row, and they're still behind the Celtics and the Bucks. Yeah, that's how insane the Celtics have been this season. Mm-hmm. Is they're twenty six and eleven. The Nets are twenty five and twelve. So the Nets have been going off since they got rid of Steve Nash and the Kyrie Irving issues dealt down and he served his suspension and came back. Right. They look great. Under Jacques Vaughn, they look really good. The defense has been great. The scoring's been great. It, it, you could just see it looks like – You saw Kyrie with the putback? Yeah, when he Ooh. followed the shot. Like, it was phenomenal. It, it really is. And, and this Nets team, now the way that they are playing, clearly are extremely dangerous because they can attack you from so many different ways. They have so many strengths. And very little weakness at this point, well, to be quite honest. Defensively, we will still hold that question mark for them. We will still do that. I will still place a question mark a little on bit of the a defensive mark. side. For I want the to Brooklyn see what Nets. their defensive numbers are over their last ten. They are. They probably stepped it up in defensive rating. They're sixth in the NBA in their last ten games over this win streak. That's pretty. They've good. been. Uh, they're sixth in the NBA, and then their offensive rating. They're number one. Obviously, for obvious reasons, it's right? Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's funny because it done. their offensive rating is 124. Philadelphia is number two over the last 10 in offensive ratings. They're 116. Mm. They're eight points more. That's pretty in good. Offensive that's, rating. A, that's, that's a insane. solid gap. Yeah, that's a solid gap between the two. Yeah, because between two and three, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's absurd. The, the, the numbers for this team <laughs> is just stupid good. And, no, and I would be terrified of the Nets if I'm any team in the NBA right now. I'm happy for them. Five games above 500 on the road. Like, they've done a good job winning games on the road and stuff. Defensively, Kevin Durant has elevated his game. And if I feel like if they keep this up, Ben, because I know we got Luka going bananas and yep. we got Nikola Jokic putting up absurd numbers, getting 27 rebounds, and he might go get 38, 15, and 15 any given night. It's ridiculous. And we know we're going to talk about Donnie in Cleveland. We're going to get to that too because that is pretty crazy. Yep, 100%. But you may have to consider being – you may have to consider KD MVP if they keep this Ooh. up. It might have to get put out there. Interesting. Like, it may have to. Look how well they're playing. They're playing pretty well, Ben. Yeah, I mean, if if they make this insane midseason turnaround, you would have to. I mean, to. if it continues, right? If the way they're playing right now, if it continues. If they can go the next 20 games and go, let's say they go 14 and 6, they're well on their way. Oh, yeah. They're well, they're well on their way. Yeah, it's you're you're not wrong. Um, and, and he puts up the stats for it. And he's clearly the team leader. At this yeah, point. Like absolutely. He's, he's just the guy that he comes in, he does his job, he does his job really well, <laughs> and they win. And that's what he does. He's almost averaging thirty points a game, almost seven seven assists, mm-hmm. six rebounds. Like the guy has been the picture of consistency, and he just comes in, and no one can guard him, and he just scores. And Nobody. when you have a guy like that, especially when you have a team around him that the Nets do. If the uh, the team around is playing really well, great. The team's even better. But right. if everyone else is struggling, you know Durant's going to come in and play Give well. Him the ball. <laughs> like, how many times have you watched Kevin Durant over the years, over the last five years, and been like, "Ooh, he's he's having an off night. Ooh, he's struggling." You can probably count on two hands the amount of time that's happened that's over five games. years. Yeah, I mean, it was funny though that you say that, right? Because it's not that often how great Kevin Durant is, right? Some some betters out there. They just aren't satisfied, Ben. Yeah, I mean, they if he just, doesn't get their point, his they point don't over. Get his point over, That's or fair. like the threes. Yeah. So like, so I had a conversation with somebody recently. Shout out to Mace, man. I had a conversation recently with one of my homeboys, and he was like, 
man, I'm sick of KD. I'm like, why? He do everything great. He's yeah. a walking bucket. What's the problem? Like, what's the issue? He don't, he don't make enough threes. He don't take no threes. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you got to watch the game. Sometimes it may not be beneficial for Kevin Durant to take no threes. He might shoot all mid-ranges and make them all like DeMar DeRozan. Right. Or he may take one three. But recently, he kind of been struggling from three. Ben, he went like one for six the last game. Then he went like one for four. It's like, he been, yeah. but he still get his. Kevin Durant still get his. Oh, yeah. He still go out there and get 25-plus points. It may not just come from the three-point line. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a year looking at his stats that he this is by far one of the worst three point shooting years for him. I mean, even in terms of just the amount that he shoots, his percentage of points that come from three pointers is seventeen mm-hmm. percent, and that percentage is usually in the low to mid twenties. See, so the percentage of points that he's getting from three is much lower than it usually is, but his points per game still, still about the same. same. He's still getting buckets. He's still a bucket, three level score, however you want it from. He can definitely put the ball in the rim. Yeah, I mean, the percentage of points that are two pointers is sixty plus percent. From, from KD, which is some of the highest in his career. See? The last time he was over 60% was his rookie season in Seattle. Bucket getter. Seattle. Certified bucket beater. So this is the most points, the most opportunities he's taken this season at, at shooting twos and mid-ranges and, and, and close to the basket. So he's definitely turned himself into a bit of a different player, at least this season, which is interesting. But he's playing as well as he's ever played. So you got you to gotta hand it to KD. He's been playing really well. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the worry? Stay worried Worry too much. Ooh, You're yeah. worried about a team. I am. I'm which so, is, well, I'm not necessarily worried, but I'm questioning whether or not should we be worried. I, the thing is, I'm. This is fair, and it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Should we be worried? What's the worry level? I'm Just, always a little worried about the Bucks, even okay. after they won a title. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm that's always fair. like, that's uh, fair. What Bucks team are we, we going get. to get? <laughs> and I feel this way about the Nuggets too a lot because you just kind of never know what they're going to get. But right. with, with Milwaukee, man, it's almost more so, and especially too because you know we talk about injuries. Mm-hmm. They've had their fair share of injuries recently, this season, yeah. a lot. Chris, you know, Giannis has been out, Drew's been out, Middleton's been out. Mm-hmm. They've had issues. They definitely have Chris Middleton miss at least the first twenty plus games to even start the year due to injury, and I think his father had passed. You know, condolences to his father. You know, passing away. You know, he yep. got to step away. You know, the uh, what's the word? Correct word for that? Bereverment. Yeah, bereavement. Bereavement. I believe. Yeah. yeah, that's the proper word for that. And so he took some time off away from the team, and they were still winning some games. You know, without Middleton, they actually started the season pretty good considering they did. They didn't have him to start the, the season, but they've kind of fell apart a little bit. And I'm just wondering, like, what, what should be the worry level, at least in terms of the standings do they need do you feel like the milwaukee bucks need to be the top seed in the east in order to get through the eastern conference i don't okay i don't think they do i I mean they have a phenomenal record at home they do you know it's kind of like what we're seeing with the nuggets they're 15 and 4 at home so they they do play a lot better at home but what i do think about this bucks team is because of the runs that they have had recently right because of their fair share of injuries Mm -hmm. I, i do think that they they're not coasting through the season, but I'm I, I'm guessing that there are times where they just they just take off and they're like, listen, we know we're good enough, we know we're going to probably be a top five team come playoff time. Okay, we don't need to go hard every night. And I think too, because this team and a lot of the core has already been to the NBA Finals, they've won the NBA Finals, they know what it takes to get there. 
So I think they know, you know, they've been around the block. They kind of know how much energy to to exclude, to exude throughout the season. And they know how much to push themselves. So I think we're maybe seeing a Bucks team that might be a little bit smarter than they are in the past in terms of, of usage and minutes played and how much effort they're giving. And the fact that they're still third in the East is pretty impressive, too. With all the injuries and all the times that they look like, oh, maybe why did I bet on this team type mm-hmm. of thing, they're still third in the East. So I, I'm not worried yet. I'm okay. not worried yet. Now, if they start dropping games a lot more, if they have a bad January that goes into a bad February, then maybe I'll start getting a little worried because there are clearly holes in that team, but they just – when Giannis is playing, nothing's worried. No one's worried because he can score. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. He can score with the best of them, so I agree with you on that. I probably – my worry level would probably be on a scale of 1 to 10. I probably have it at like a 4. They may not necessarily need – Home court advantage come playoff time being, but I feel like depending on who they match up with, it may it may it may matter. So yeah. like if they're the two seed and you escape the first round, you be whoever's the seven seed, then now you got to play the winner of the three six seed. You you run into a a let's say they it's two three right. So currently today Maybe. the Brooklyn Nets they would play the Nets. Now the I would rather the Cavs? that's I, scary. I would or the Cavs. I see. I would rather have the Milwaukee Bucks probably play the inexperienced Cleveland Cavalier team mm-hmm. versus the team they played last year on, you know, Brooklyn Nets, that narrative, oh, it's time for some get back. Right. <laughs> like, I would prefer. Right, it's payback time. Right, if they did it that way as opposed to running into, you know, Brooklyn Nets in the second round, I'd rather have them play to the winner of the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, yeah. not run into such a deadly team. But you may have that regardless, though, with Boston and Brooklyn. You may run into, you know, a deep team no matter what. Yeah, it's the, the whole playoff scenario is really interesting for the mm-hmm. Bucs because they do match up so much better against some teams than they do against others. So I'm not I'm not too worried um, about the Bucs. I think my worry level, you're at a four, I'm probably a three, okay. probably, a, probably a two or a three. It's, okay. not, it's not super worried. I'm not really sounding any alarms just yet. But, you know, if we come back here February 10th or whatever it is, and they've they're still losing. They're dropping to fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference. Oh, I have a problem. Eh, we're <laughs> gonna start problem. being worried. Now let me ask you this too. Let me let me flip this segment around to uh, from what's the worry to how excited should we be? Okay, let me throw this team out there for you, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Oh man, on a scale of one to ten, they've won seven of their last ten. How excited should Pacers fans be? How excited are you that this team is actually legit, Caitlin? You listening? I need you to listen. I need you to look at me when I say this. I am on a scale of one to ten, Ben. Scale of one to ten, I'm an eleven. I might be a twelve. Okay? About the Pacers, Tyree. Listen, it's all about Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. And me and my friends, we got inside jokes on Tyler, Tyrese Halliburton. He's awesome. And like his name and like the jokes and all that. Like he got a black first name, he got a white last name. Like it's just it's a whole thing. Being it's hilarious. But I love what I see from Tyrese Halliburton. I like what I see from Buddy Hill. He continues to shoot that ball with confidence, being like no other. The rookie man. Listen, I don't understand being. How is it that Paolo Bancaro is just such a huge, heavy, heavy favorite when Benedict Mathen from Arizona coming off the bench for the Indiana Pacers plays lights out too, night in, night out? I think it should be more of a tighter race for for that that, uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, I think the fact that he comes off the bench doesn't really help him, but he's been playing phenomenal basketball. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. He comes off the bench, and he is such – such a lightning bolt to that team, and he's such an important part of what they do down the stretch of games. They need some help scoring-wise. He comes in and he plays defensively solid. So it's just like one of those things where they have built the Pacers a really good team. And I know before the season, people were talking about, are they going to trade Miles Turner, going to trade Buddy Heald, you know, where are those two going to be shipped off to? It wasn't wasn't if, it was going to be when it was going to happen. 
And now they're talking about keeping everyone. And and they're six in the East. The core is pretty solid. They've got a young team. They all seem to enjoy playing together, and they all seem to enjoy playing with each other. And the also important part for the Pacers is that they Uh-oh. also enjoy playing in Indiana, which a lot of players, <laughs> there's a lot of players that uh, they see brighter pastures and bigger cities. They go, oh, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave. That's fair. No, and that's fair. right now it seems like everyone's loving it, especially Tyrese. I mean, the guy, he's a superstar for the Pacers. He's hey, been phenomenal. No, wait, so did you see the little clip or video or whatever of Wally Serviak? Do you know who yeah, Wally Serviak is? Yeah, I, I met Wally Serviak. Oh, nice, nice, I have nice. a picture where he's just 20 feet above me. So, like, Wally Serviak, I guess, was criticizing Tyrese Halliburton for, like, a moment in one of the games earlier this season. Yeah. And I'm just like, why would he – where is that even coming from? Like, where is the negative or, like, hate and energy coming from from Wally Serviak on Tyrese Halliburton? So, like, Tyrese Halliburton addressed it. That was and so I said, weird. I, and I definitely suggest you check it out, that video, because Tyrese Halliburton, he quietly clapped back. At Wally Serviak. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> which he should. I don't know why anyone's going after Tyrese Halliburton. He's been phenomenal. He's a double-double machine. Yeah, and the guy can dish it. total. Yeah, it's been great. It really has. So I, I just wanted to flip that around. And I mean, my excitement level for them and like how good they can be is, I mean, you're at 11. I would probably say 8 or 9. Okay. I, I want to see this consistently go into the new year and see if they can keep it up. It, it, just, makes, it, just, great. it just makes the NBA more competitive from an Eastern Conference standpoint, right? Yeah. So if the Indiana Pacers are good and they in the mix, like how the Raptors were, yeah. they ended up getting that, at what, six seed and being out of the play-in scenario yep. like they were that season, that season ago, it all can work out for the Pacers. If they can find a way to stay out that play-in scenario yeah. – that would be phenomenal. Rick Carlisle, Coach of the Year. Look, I'm just throwing Coach of the Year out there. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do stat of the week. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and this week, Zach, it is stats of the week. Stats. Plural, because we got the numbers. We got big numbers. Last night, Mitchell. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, boy. Donovan Mitchell, 71 points. 10 assists, 11 assists, actually. 11 assists. I counted for 99 points. Of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Most that's ridiculous. One hundred. Oh, by Wilt still. Wilt the so that was that was still. the most points responsible for a team since Wilt Chamberlain's one hundred points. Crazy, ridiculous. In twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. What a way to start up the season in twenty twenty three. Truly amazing. <laughs> and you had Clay Thompson fifty four points. Same overtime night. win. Yeah, overtime. Ten three pointers made. Classic Clay performance. You love to see it. Yeah, and it's good for him, right? Confidence mm-hmm. booster because they've been struggling and he. Well, they haven't been struggling lately because they won five straight. But like from an individual standpoint, to see Clay Thompson go out there and you know perform the way that he did, that just speaks volumes on his confidence level, his growth, yep. from coming off them injuries. Hundred uh, percent. Joel, forty-two and eleven, five assists as well. Mm, what a performance by him! Yeah, dropping forty. Demar, forty-four points in a loss. It was Hate in to a see loss, that, though. but at forty-four <laughs> points, the man can still score. He can get buckets. Put that ball in that rim. Pretty impressive. LeBron at the age of 38 years old, 43 points, 11, 11 rebounds, boards. 6 assists. And then that's coming off the birthday game we talked about. Yep. Where he, where he go for 47. And he told Dennis Schroeder, before the game, I'm getting 40. Go out there and <laughs> oh, get 40 in Atlanta. The turn up in Atlanta with you know, 2 chains and all the rappers. Yeah, he didn't right. give his jersey to 2 chains after the game, sign it, and you know all the, all the good shebang. So it was cool to see. But this next player. Luca. Yo man's been tripping. 39 points, 12 he, rebounds, 8 assists. The he, guy's getting triple doubles left and right. He been tripping. He's been fun. <laughs> like, He's been fun. It's been it's absurd. Remember I talked about it. The 51? 
that's after the 60. So yeah. you go from 60 to 51, he damn near could have went 60, 50, 40. If he'd have just had that last yeah, point. He, he, one more 60, point. 50, 40, like, that's, it's ridiculous, He's had game man. winners. He's had buzzer beaters. Buzzer beaters He's going to overtime. Did you throws. see his reaction off the 60 point, right? They go yeah. to OT. You see his reaction when the it's shot like a child. Like, oh, my God. It was like a kid he didn't know at what the to do with store. Himself. He did not know what to do with himself. He said, uh, <laughs> I think he said, and I hope I get this right, he said he thought at first that it was like a game winner. So he got super, super excited, excited. <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> but I mean, he's been not only has he been playing well, but we talked about it. The Mavs have won eight of their last 10. Yes. They've won seven in a row. Mm-hmm. His scoring has clearly helped Dallas into this spot. They're now fourth in the West. So he's been playing phenomenal basketball. Um, Kyrie waking up 27 points, eight rebounds, 11 of 14 from the field. Only missing three shots. And I told you that putback. Oh my gosh, that was just so fun to see. Kyrie yeah. get up like that off the jam. miss shot. The putback jam. Then the, then the, the bitches were really had me excited because they just – Oh, yeah. When you see the video, Ben, the bench get up. But then, like, you watch the you watch the uh, the coaches. Like, they don't move. I just thought that. I thought that <laughs> like, right there was, it. like, funny. Like, yeah, like, if I'm a coach, assistant coach, I'm acting a fool, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm an assistant. I don't care. Yeah, yeah like, right. I'm getting up. I'm grabbing somebody. I'm doing the whole thing, Ben. Like, the, it's going to be wild if I see something like that Amazing. Live. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, Kayvon Looney, 14 and 21 rebounds. rebounds. Going out there snagging them boys like Charles Barkley out and there. Game winner. I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> Pretty incredible. I mean, he's been he's been really really impressive, and he was really impressive in that game. Uh, and you put, are they playing any defense? Yeah, does defense so pe- matter? Because people, well, defense <laughs> does matter. And but like being people are selling this narrative that like there's no defense in the NBA, and I don't necessarily agree. Yeah, with that. no, I don't think so either. I, I there is defense in the NBA. There very much is, and there's better defensive teams than others. But right now, it's I mean, the offense matters. You're not seeing games with teams scoring under 90 points all the time, and even true. teams scoring under 100 points. I remember when Thibodeau was coaching the Bulls in 2010, 2011, 2012. It was holding like under, if you're holding teams under 100 points, you're doing well. That's supreme. really good defense. Mm-hmm. But now the pace is up, the three point shots are up. Exactly. So you're not going to be seeing that anymore. But you're still going to see some pretty good defense. Tell them, Ben. That's all I want the folks to know. It's like it ain't the fact that, you know what I'm saying, they're not out there playing defense. they just letting guys turn the corner or, like, do whatever. The skill level is way right. different, way more improved than it was 10 to 15 years ago. You mentioned the pace of play. Pace yeah. of play has gotten way faster. Possessions if, are up. If you go back 10 years ago and you look at a box score from 10 years ago and you check the, <laughs> you check the stat line for yeah. how many threes were attempted, it's literally double, if not almost triple, the amount of attempts that it was from 10, 12 years ago in the league. And so the league is just different. It's more offensive driven. But that does not mean that guys aren't out there still playing defense. Guys are still playing D out there. It's a matter of how much defense the referees will allow them to play. You know there's yeah. no hand checking yeah, right. and things of that nature. So You, you want to have a, a good laugh? You want to go look at the box score from the 2004 NBA Finals? <laughs> the Pistons and the Lakers? <laughs> It's unbelievable. It is so funny to see how many three-pointers they shot in the game, what some of the scores were of the game. The pace of the game was unbelievable. It might be 12 slow. threes total in the game, right? Maybe, or 15 at the most max. I mean, right now, for example, the, the slowest pace in the NBA, this is the slowest pace, is the Knicks over the last 10 games. Okay. So it's 94 possessions, I believe, is what that number is. 94 is the slowest pace. Mm-hmm. The pace of the NBA Finals in, in 2004, 83. Look for at both that. teams. Like, come on now. Look how That's slow that insane. is. <laughs> it's so slow. Like, look how slow that the is. The game three, 
the Lakers scored 68 points That's, you get in that game in the, three of the you NBA You might finals. get that at halftime in today's at, yeah. NBA. Yeah. <laughs> like, you may get that at halftime, if not a quarter. We might get that at a quarter. I've seen Donovan Mitchell scored more than that by himself yesterday. <laughs> exactly. No, literally, you know, you feel me? So it's like it's crazy Like what we've yeah. seen from an offensive standpoint, like, the expansion of the game and how he's been able to grow. And it's we crazy. see like we see guys shoot 30, 40 footers. It's just different now. But you can't hand check guys. But if you could though, I trust me, it would be a whole lot different. It would be definitely different. It'd be definitely different. Never will I ever and I will join you in one I of think these. You with it. I think I'm you with join me on you in this one, one of these, but what are you never going to do for the rest of the season? Oh yeah, I don't think I'm touching the first quarter bets no more. I don't think I can do that anymore, being I don't fair. think I can bust down the wager. You know what I'm saying? You had me riding that little wave for a second. And I, I was riding it. You know, I was coming out on top a little bit. But yeah. then, you know what I'm saying, recently it's right, been yeah. kind of a miss more than a hit, Ben. Yeah. It's been <laughs> because uh, the Bucks it's been let me down. Yeah, <laughs> it's been the Bucks. You know who I've been betting, and you put this on here too is the Grizzlies. Yeah, I'm saying I, I bet the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies too. Grizzlies. I, you see, I put your Grizzlies, your Grizzlies, letting me down. They used to be such cash gold, an automatic win in the first quarter, first quarter points, first quarter spread. They were great, good, and now. I can't do it. They're I think it was scoring. 30 and a half the last time I took it, bro. They oh, had like man. 24 points. <laughs> I took the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I think it was like 29 and a half, 17. <laughs> it's so bad. And the thing is, they are still a good first quarter against the spread team. I just, I can't bet on them. I bet on the wrong spots. Yeah. And I, think, I think you have to bet on them at home. They're 11 and four against the spread at home okay. first quarter. But again, it's a crap so no shoot with them. They, I thought it was more guaranteed than it is. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah, that's the part. So sad. Lo- the L word that yeah. we're not allowed to use. You thought it was one of those. I thought it was. I thought it was <laughs> guaranteed. I thought it was a lock. A lock. I'm going to bleep that out. I'll bleep that out. That's fine. Uh, let's go on the hotline, Zach. we got some people uh, talking to us. Again, you can communicate with us if you want. We've got uh, a voicemail, 773-273-9088. we got a Facebook. we got on YouTube. Instagram. Leave us comments. Twitter. Love to hear. Paint. That's all leave we want text. in this life. <laughs> yeah, leave, just leave us a text. Give us something to talk and yell at each other about, 773-273-9088. Yeah. What do we got? Ooh, Damon Cobb Jr. said, wow. Mitchell just beat Luca for best performance. What you think? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, I hate so? that he came against the Bulls. Yeah, six, oh, yeah, and uh, can I say too. he left the free throw line early? Should have been called for that. Officials mm, didn't call it. Didn't call it. Uh, nope. So Bulls probably should have won that game, and oh, Mitchell okay. shouldn't have gone to overtime, which means he probably shouldn't have gotten seventy-one. But he did get seventy-one, and that's the reality. So he did. He did outplay Luca. You think so? He did. And, Sixty, twenty, and ten. But the thing is, he get, he got one game where he outplayed Luca, but Luca has outplayed him obviously this season. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. His performances yeah. for Luca this season have been phenomenal. But that one game, yes, seventy-one points. That's an that's an impressive performance. I think that's the overtime second, win. I think that's the second most points scored in a game in the NBA since two thousand, and Kobe would be first. So it go Kobe, then Donovan Mitchell. Now crazy, crazy, and he got the most points in Cavalier history. Damn, LeBron, you got to yeah, go back. LeBron's got to go back. <laughs> you got to go back and get seventy-two. Got to go back and get seventy-two. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, what else do we got? We got uh, Luke. Yeah, we got Luke Penfo. Now, he proposed a question to the to the podcast. This is interesting. And it was very interesting, so I thought I might throw that in there. Now, who do you guys believe is the best wing defender in the NBA right now? Now, I remember we talking about all these points, being and all this offense. Who do we think is the best wing defender in the NBA right now? The floor is yours, best. sir. I'll let you oh, go first. Oh, man, the floor is mine. Yeah. I wanted to do, like, the actual, like – Look up who is the best. <laughs> like, look up the defensive ratings and stuff. Um, I mean, just the eye test. You watch a best. You watch a game. When you watch a game, like who's out there playing defense for you? That you be like, you know what? I need him on my team. I wish he played for the Bulls. 
Like, what player out there like that for you? I know Drew Holiday. Can I throw a name out here, actually? Okay, go ahead. Do your name. See see what you think. Lou Dort. That's random as hell, but I like it. And he will play defense, and he's young, and he's stout. He on the perimeter trying to lock up. Yeah, so I like that. Name. I don't know. Like That's he's I've Oklahoma I've City Thunder Lou bit. Dort, y'all. Watch <laughs> Lou, and, and he's you know he could score, and he's gotten a lot better at scoring. Yes. But defensively, he's had some pretty impressive stands. Okay. If I'm being quite honest like th- about it, and I've watched way too many Oklahoma City Thunder games more than <laughs> probably anyone should. And I know his defensive rating numbers aren't fantastic at right. all, so it's it's tough to back up that assessment because this is just the eye test for Ludort. But he has had some pretty impressive stands. But there, I mean, there's other really good defense. I mean, Tatum. I, I'll, I'll always take Jason Tatum. I like Herbert Jones. Herbert Jones. I mean, yeah. I yeah, like Herbert Jones. 100%. You know Herbert Jones New Orleans Pelican. Herbert Jones. He on the wing. You know what I'm saying? With his arms out, super long wingspan. He trying to lock it up down there. So I like um, him. Jaron Jackson on the blocks. You know what I'm saying? He get down low in that post. He trying to send it to the crib, help defense come over from the other side. I like J- I like Trip J. Yeah. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, well, he ain't really perimeter, but he be out there. He switch up. You know, so I like it. Yeah. There's a couple guys. Obviously, Marcus I Smart. I mean, you got guys like Emmanuel Quickly. You know what? He's been playing better defense as yeah. of late. He's a young he style, well. young bull, but two-way guy. You know what I'm saying? But Kawhi. If he just played a lot more, you sure. know what I'm saying? He I don't probably, even consider him a player until he plays more. <laughs> he's been playing Play more. more. Like I, He's been playing more. I give him that. He's been playing a lot more. They've sure. won and lost a few games here and there. But for the most part, he's been playing consistently. And so I give him that. Now, if he just continues on and prowers up, then he may be that that conversation for the best two-way guy, best wing defender, Kawhi Leonard. I, have, I may have to roll with him. But the yeah. guys I mentioned right now, you know, Herbert Jones, I like him, Marcus Smart, obviously defensive player yeah. of the year, you know. True Holiday. Drew Holiday. I, mean, he's I a like Drew because Drew He's a guard, will. but he can guard anyone. He'll guard anybody. He'll guard. And, no, that's the thing, too, though. Like, he will guard anybody. And yeah, that's the difference. Care. Like, he'll guard Steph. He'll guard yeah. Kyrie. He'll yeah. guard KD. Like, you know what yeah. Drew If he wasn't on the Bucks, he would love to guard Giannis, I'm sure. Oh, like, he's a guy who I, I could see giving Giannis issues. I, I could see, <laughs> see Drew being like, give me Giannis. I'm going to give him issues. Okay. So, he's he's actually fun to watch. And I hate watching him because he always kills the Bulls because he's a really good defender. But, I mean, he's looking at his numbers. He's one of the better defensive-rated players in the NBA right oh, yeah. now, top oh, yeah. 100. So. Oh, yeah. He's fun, but that's a good question. I mean, there's there's a lot of good wing defenders, and it's perfect because we're talking about defense. But it's tough too when you go over through the course of the season because there's defense is all about effort, obviously. Absolutely. And there's going to be games where guys, guys either don't want to give the effort fully in the game, or they're just going to take the defense off so they can help their team offensively if they need it. Mm-hmm. So it's a t- it's a tough thing to it's do give consistently. And take. Yeah, it's give and take. But I do like. Before we go, I do like Colin Sexton, too, coming off that yeah. bench. You know what I'm saying? Got his arms out. You know what I'm saying? He fits yeah. up. He ready. He hey, ready what about Alex Caruso? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, man, I forgot. I forgot about the head, man. Alex Crusoe, he clamping down on the perimeter defense, too. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I like he's it. been, uh, you know, in and out this season, but yeah. uh, he's always a fun defender to watch. Mm-hmm. He's always going to give the heart. I agree with you on that. But thank you, Luke, and thank you, Damon, for reaching out to the Points in the Pain podcast. We truly appreciate it. Remember, you can always do that on Facebook on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you can find us. You can definitely do that. You can follow myself and my boy Ben Winstein as we conclude this edition of the Points in the Pain podcast, the first podcast of 2023. There's going to yeah. be plenty more to come. So you don't want to miss them. And you will hear from us later on this week on Points in the Pain podcast. See ya.